coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township. It's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Sule, and I am so glad to be with you on this special episode with uh, another guest that I found you know, online through social media using the platform called uh, Level.com. And, and today's guest is Anna K. Thomas. And just looking through, you know, the platform and, and finding different people to, you know, connect with or people that I found had very interesting stories. Uh, Anna K. was one of those persons that I found on the platform. You know, I reached out to her and she was able to come on with me to be on the show. And I'll point out first that the reason why I wanted to have Anna Kay on, because I saw that she was, you know, in media. And at the time when I saw her profile, uh, said that she was a social buzz reporter on VH1's Big Morning Buzz Live, you know, hosted with, hosted by Nick Lachey. And I said, you know what? This person is really cool. Looks like she's doing a lot of different things. Let's see if she can come on. And she's here today. So, Anna Kay, thank you so much for taking some time out because I know you have a very busy schedule and, and, and coming on and talking about what you are doing and how you're fulfilling life's yearnings. Absolutely, Blake. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be joining you today. That's awesome. So just getting started, Anna Kay, you know, I'm always curious to to hear people tell uh their background stories and if you could do the same today that would be awesome what what is your story that that led you to you know being um where you are today out in new york yeah, I have a very checkered past. You know, I don't have a co- you know conventional track into media. I come from a single parent, low income home. I'm from South Florida. Um, my mom is a rock star, Jamaican mother, fabulous <laughs> woman. Um, but it was hard growing up. You know, we definitely had some struggles. And the good thing is, it taught me how to work and really strive for the things that I wanted at a very young age. You know, I don't believe that the best things in life come free. I think it takes a lot of hard work and talent and determination. So that's kind of been my ethos through my entire life. Um, I worked pretty hard, you know, throughout uh, middle school and high school. I went to a magnet art school. I was a fine, you know, think that that was the case. And then I actually worked my way to Dartmouth and I graduated Dartmouth with a neuroscience degree. As you can see, it's already kind of like a checkered past. Um, and then I realized, you know, I didn't want to go into medicine. I didn't really want to go into academia, teaching, you know, neuroscience or anything like that. And my other love my whole life has been entertainment. Mm-hmm. I love pop culture and media, um, celebrity news, trending stories, music, fashion, all of it. So I decided I was going to move to New York after Dartmouth and make entertainment my life, which is what I have strived to do ever since I graduated back in 2012. 
So it's been a it's been a journey and an exciting one. I'm really um, thrilled to, to be in the industry, and it's just taken a lot of work. You know, that's the that's kind of my message is you know you can create the life you want. You just have to be willing to put in the work for it. Wow! So that is a very interesting background <laughs> and and. Like you said, you know, very checkered path, uh, yes. non-linear to get to where you are today. And and my follow-up question off of that is, being that you are in uh, media and entertainment after leaving uh, Dartmouth, how did you make that transition from, you know, being focused on, you know, neuroscience and, and thinking about going down that path, and then now here you are uh uh, how long have you been uh, out of college now since you've been doing entertainment? I've been out of college now for four years. So four years mm-hmm. out of that. And and here you are uh, in entertainment biz. And, and like you said, working very hard. And I've read, you know, your blog posts and, and, and seen something that really stuck out to me, which was the that the long shots, right? You made yes. this, this, this huge transition into this new field. What, what was that journey like as far as, you know, you, you're working hard, but what, but what were the things that you had to do to say, uh, for instance, who's someone who might be thinking of switching paths and they say, okay, yeah, I know I have to work hard, but what were like those couple of steps that helped you, um, uh, get your foot in the door? Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of it comes with, you know, everyone says this in every industry. It's all about relationships and mm-hmm. building your rapport. And I think that's the first step. So the first step is working hard so that you have, you know, a base to, to go off of. You have some sort of skill or talent that you believe in and that people can rally around you. When I first moved to New York, I took that summer, it was summer of 2012, I just graduated, and I took two unpaid internships. I was living with a friend, um, kind of crashing in their apartment, trying to make it all work. Um, one internship actually ended up being a stipend. I think I was making a couple hundred bucks a week. And living on that in New York was really rough. But I, I took a bet on myself, and I knew that if I worked really hard and you know was able to prove myself at that company, that it could lead to great, great things, which it did. So I, I interned, you know, kind of the standard route everyone takes. I worked really hard, made some great connections. And then a part of the, you know, the savvy of working in media is leveraging your network. Um, you know, you always want to be we what we call a farmer, not a harvester. Mm-hmm. So you kind of always want to be, you know, giving to others and, and helping others out in the industry. And, you know, when you need some help, you know, basically your your time will come. That's kind of the motto that I lie. Um you know, you got you got to play nice in this field. It's a really, it seems like a big industry, but it's a very, very small world. Everyone knows everyone. And, you know, you want to be proud of yourself and proud of your work and be a good person. And I, I think that if you can do that, then the opportunities come. Hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. And with that transition, I did want to ask this too. Uh, what, since your, since your undergrad was, you know, neuroscience, what, skills you know that you take away from from your college education <laughs> that that have helped you in in being in entertainment media or any or any silver linings that you found that made you say well you know doing those four years wasn't a waste of time because i hear sometimes people saying well i wish i wouldn't have spent time on this if i knew i always wanted to do a b or c what have you found uh uh 
benefited you and and kind of helped you transition into media? Yeah, you know it's funny, Blake. I you know I do my major all over again because it was it was fascinating and a mm-hmm. really great foundation. And I found that a lot of employers really like that about me. They really like that you know I have a kind of creative way of looking at the world. I understand how people think. Entertainment is a is a business based on relationships with people, so it's really great. I think that I have this background with understanding why people do what they do and why they make their decisions and what makes people happy, what makes people entertained. Um, and so that, you know, I would definitely say that in all of my, you know, the things that I've done in my past since graduating from Dartmouth, I've leveraged my degree in some sense. And so it's, it's different, you know, going to mm-hmm. um, a big school and taking courses in communications or something like that is a great path too. But I just don't think that, um, you know, the entryway into any given field has to be dominated by your undergraduate major. I think there's more flexibility in your life path than people might think. Right. You get you get people like you who have who are coming in with that that uh, different experiences and 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 fundamental way of thinking about how it works. Because mm-hmm. I remember from looking at uh, medicine because I did my undergrad in sociology and my master's in, in psychology. And one of the things I saw was that they were saying, at least for uh, some medical field, they were saying, well, we kind of want to get some people who aren't all science and, and get those people mm-hmm. with different backgrounds in there. So, so that's cool that there's also that, that, that same type of thought process and, and under in other industries as well um, and how that's worked out for you. Uh, what else I'm interested in, in, in learning about from you know from your background experience is is just that that thought of being someone who goes out and and interviews uh, you know people about what they're doing. What has that been like for you? Because I know you've uh, interviewed the likes of you know Kevin Jonas and and DMC John Starks and what. Has that been like for you? I guess personally, is it is it always like, oh my gosh, I'm interviewing this person today, <laughs> or or is it more like uh, a, a fulfilling or satisfying uh, thing for you at the end of the day to say, wow, I took a bet on myself, and now this is what I'm able to do? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I it's a job like any other job, mm-hmm. so of course it's exciting. I love this field. I love entertainment. I love celebrities. But I have to be professional. So, yes, it's very exciting. But, you know, I can't be starstruck on the red carpet because I have a job to do. And I see my job as telling these people's stories to viewers who love entertainment as much as I do. So, you know, there is enough time for me to to ask for an autograph or, <laughs> or always take photos or kind of freeze on camera. You know, it's it's one take. It's a couple questions, usually on the red carpet. Um, a little bit longer if it's in studio, and that's it. You know, it's kind of like you have one shot. So I try to be as professional as possible, have a lot of fun with these people on set, and really just enjoy it in the moment. Interesting. So yeah. So so hearing that is is entertainment, you know, business as far as what you're doing and in media, is it the same as what you thought it was before you got into it? As far as like what you would be doing, or or and if it isn't, how has that changed for you? You know, it's funny. I yes and no. Mm-hmm. I I definitely had a sense of what this field was like. Um, it can be a very glamorous 
prosperous, interesting, dynamic field. But it can also be a lot of work. You know, I I definitely be as tedious as it is sometimes mm-hmm. or take as much effort as it does sometimes. But to me, again, that's the thing that makes it worth it. It's, you know, I work really hard and there's also great payoff. You know, I get to be with some of the world's most interesting people and in environments that facilitate that, you know, to be in TV studios or live on set or in, you know, production rooms. That's fascinating to me. So, you know, all the hard work is worth it. But I definitely, you know, when I was very young, I didn't anticipate how much (laughs) work it would be. I kind of just thought it was all like glitz and glam and Hollywood and LA and, and that was that. So you definitely kind of, as you grow into the industry, you, you, you see a lot of the different sides of it, you know. Right. And what would be an example of that? Say you were, how much, when you say it's a lot of hard work, uh, for, for a particular thing, would you say that, that you're putting in is like, you know, eight, nine hour day or, or just <laughs> extend even beyond that? It just depends, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, for some, you know, when I was at VH1, it was very, very early call times. Okay. And you have to review with the producers, be in hair and makeup, go over notes, watch the segment, be part of the other segments, do your show have a debrief meeting, you know, that, that takes time. Right. So it could be anywhere from, you know, short days could be a very quick shoot, couple hours, or there are days where I've covered New York fashion week from morning to night and then covered after events, you know, through the night. So it's a very, very dynamic industry. Mm-hmm. And you never really know what you're going to get with any given, you know, shoot or, or work day. Oh, that definitely makes it interesting. So, yes. so, so that, <laughs> it keeps you on your toes for oh, sure. Absolutely. And, and so you've been doing that, but there's also a, a couple of other things that, that you're doing, uh, that, mm-hmm. that keep you busy. And, and one of those things was, was recently you were, uh, participating in, uh, the Miss USA pageants for, to yes. come out of New York. Can you yes. t- talk about, and actually I wanted to, uh, commend you for that because I was reading through you know your blog about that and and was just really fascinated how how you say you know you weren't uh, the typical person who would be in that you know you don't have that background but yet you still put the plan in motion and and went out and competed so so if you could summarize I guess what you know drove you to want to do that and then also. <laughs> Uh, what did you take away from that experience? Oh my gosh, so much. It, that an entire experience is something that I am so proud of. I, you know, if you had told me a couple years ago that you're going to compete for this, and it's going to mm-hmm. be one of the hardest things you've ever done, which it really was, I don't know if I would have believed you. Mm. It, I, I think like a lot of people, I had some misconceptions about the pageant world or what it meant to, you know, what it meant to be a pageant girl or in that environment. And I was so pleasantly surprised with the the caliber of women I was meeting, the level of intensity and work and drive that they had, you know, towards their individual goals. I met incredible women. Um, you know, there was one girl who competed and she was sort of a, a heavier set woman. Okay. And she had told me she had some issues with her body. I mean, I thought she was stunning, you know, but she said that she had her own issues with her body. And she just looked at me and said, you know, if I can do this, if I can get through this, my first pageant and be on a stage or, and online in front of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in a bathing suit and in, in these gowns, 
she was like, I think I can go to the beach again. You know, I haven't gone to the beach in years because I've been mm. so self-conscious. So to see people have that type of growth, Blake, is like, it's everything, you know, that's why you do it. And it was a huge introspective time for me. You know, I was blogging, like you said, you read my blog. I was working out. I was, you know, I had a nutritionist. I was scheduling everything. I was working on paperwork. I was working on, you know, what I, what I thought about the organizations I work with working on how I looked at myself as a woman and as a friend and a mentor. And I don't really know of many things that are complete 360 on who you are. You know, it's an entire process of self-development and self-growth. And what honestly, one of the best things I could have ever done. I really, truly am so grateful for that experience. Wow. Yeah, that's really incredible to hear that because you know, as I was reading through uh, a lot of the different blog posts that you were putting out there, and if you would have told me that that was all the work that went into it. I, I wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't believe, believe me. No, no, not at all. But but after reading it and and like you said towards the end, there were some uh, a couple of hiccups because everything doesn't always go according to plan. And, and just and just seeing how you were able to use your resources and 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 and, and uh, yeah, get, get just... together with calmer heads to to figure it out and then still be able to you know, go on uh, with the show was really uh, inspiring for me to read. And, and I think that I'm sure it was pretty inspiring for, for others to check out as well, just to get mm-hmm. that, that inside glimpse of, of working so hard for, <laughs> for something for, gosh, you did it since uh, from October you started, right. And then all the way until when it happened in January, just to mm-hmm. put in all that effort to make those yeah, even longer than that yeah right. that was just when i was blogging about it okay. but yeah the process the whole process is probably a year Jeez. um yeah and i you know what it was really important for me to no matter what like i said you know i'm not necessarily the type they're looking for i don't have the background i physically am a little bit different than what tip you know the type of woman who typically wins but i wanted to give it my all i wanted to walk away feeling like I worked the hardest I possibly could. And then if I didn't win, I didn't win. Mm-hmm. But I never wanted someone to be able to look at me and say, you know, Anna Kay, you know, if you had worked just a little bit harder, maybe you would have won. I just wanted to have that for myself, um, you know, to really prove to myself that I could put my all into something. And, you know, if, if I didn't win, I didn't win. But at least I could say that I gave it every single thing that I had. Exactly. So, you did that and and I was reading, you know, through that experience you had to do a lot of fitness and and, and, <laughs> yes. one, and one of the photos I saw from the from the blog was that abs are are made in the kitchen. What? Yes. <laughs> and were you big in the fitness, you know, especially as a lifestyle or at least eating healthy uh, before you started doing the pageant or did that kind of involve evolve around, you know, taking on this whole new uh, challenge? No, I definitely have always been into fitness and eating mm-hmm. healthy. Um, I grew up playing. Um, I was a ballet dancer and then I played lacrosse at Dartmouth, uh, club lacrosse, lacrosse at Dartmouth. Okay. And um, so it's always been a part of my life, but this was an entirely new level. This was, you know, um, I had a, a number of meals set per day. I was weighing my meat. I was eating so much meat. I was, <laughs> I was like batch cooking like eight chicken breasts, you know, every few days and, mm. and packaging up lunches. I couldn't eat out, um, you know, no alcohol. I didn't drink anything for at least six months, wow. half a year. 
um, no, I had to cut out certain food groups, you know, no um, gluten. I had to cut out dairy, a lot of fruit. So it was a really intensive process, probably the biggest endeavor of the entire pageant training for me was with the diet and fitness. My workouts were intense, um, but it was a challenge. I, I love being challenged, especially I have the best, you know, what I, who I think are the best trainers in the world. I love <laughs> them so much and they really kicked my butt into shape. And that's what I, that's what I asked them to do. And that's what I needed. And they made sure it got done. You know, and I'm really <laughs> proud. You know, the photos are great. I'm really proud of how I felt physically um, because aside from the way I looked, I just felt so great and I still feel really great because I, I stuck with that. Um, and I just felt like I was, um, you know, I was sleeping better and thinking more clearly and I had a lot of energy and my skin was looking great. Mm. Everything was just <laughs> so much better when I, when you put the right things into your body, when you treat your body with a lot of respect. Oh, absolutely. So be honest. How many times <laughs> were you like, <sighs> <laughs> Why am I doing this again? <laughs> I had a couple moments, you know, it's funny. I am um, with one of my trainers, Brittany, who's just amazing. I, I came in one day and this was like maybe a month or two out. So it was really stressful. I was getting like final fittings done. I was having issues with getting some of my in. like a couple things were kind of falling apart. And I was, you know, it was a little stressful. Mm-hmm. So I go in to do this workout with Brittany and she's all ready for me. And we've been training together for, for many, many, many months. And, you know, she's a friend. And I'm doing this workout. And she, like I said, it was kind of crunch time before the pageant. So she's training me really hard. And I'm going, I'm going. And I'm thinking in my head about all this other stuff and all the stress. And, you know, some of the self starting to creep in. Like, can I really do this? Do I really have a chance? Am I going to embarrass myself on stage? Am I going to fall? What's going to happen? And I just broke down in the mm. middle of the training gym. I just broke down and I, I started crying. And Brittany had never seen me cry before. I'm not like a huge, you know, crier in public. Okay. And she was like, oh, my God. You know, everyone calls me AK, my, my friend. Mm-hmm. She goes, AK, I'm sorry. Like, is it too hard? You know, you don't have to use as much weight. Like, let's just, you know. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not that. It's everything so stressful. So, you know, the point is there are definitely those moments. I'm human. You know, that's going to happen. But I think, like I said, it's about how you work through that and how you, you know, the biggest obstacle for yourself is usually yourself. So if you can talk to yourself and, and, and say, I've got this and remember why you're doing something, then I think you can push through almost anything. Oh, I love hearing that. That, that, That's kind of like for me when, when I get on before a show, you know, I, I I play my music that that gets me in the, I guess in the zone. So today I was listening to some Kanye and Jay-Z and then, (laughs) and, and then I'll get up and like, yes, you got this or whatever. Just, you know, just to hype myself up, I guess, but it's, it's part of my routine and it, and it, and it gets me feeling good before, before I, I get into a show. But um, so it sounds like that's kind of the same for you as far as your experiences. And I did want to ask too, because I know when you did, uh, when you were working with uh, VH1's uh, Big Morning Buzz Live, was mm-hmm. was that your only job at the time, or were you are you the type of person who has, you know, multiple things going on? You know, you have your, your or different hats that you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would just say, I love that that's your music choice for Pump <laughs> I, I love that. For me, it, it's definitely Beyonce because she kind of oh, yeah. gives me like my inner diva, especially for the pageant. 
I was blasting Beyonce before walking on stage like every time. So I <laughs> love that. Um, but no, to get back to your question, um, I was doing multiple things. So I was doing the, the morning show at VH1 and then I would either work during the day, um, you know, doing other jobs or I would be working on my website or other things that I had going on. You know, it's kind of a constant juggle between projects. Oh yeah. Because you can't ever stop really. You know, you kind of kind of always have to keep moving and keep progressing and build your skills and build your network and you know, I'm a content creator, so I want people out there who are going to my site or going to my Instagram or whatever to have always have new fresh content and enjoy, you know, my lens of the entertainment world. Right. And I, and I think a a good question to ask for that too would be since you have all these these different hats that you're wearing, you know, content creating, you know, being involved in entertainment media. And then the other jobs that you're doing is, is that balance? How are you um, balancing, you know, all those different hats and also, you know, having somewhat of a social life and and keeping your friends involved in what you're doing? How how does that work out for you? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think that's a a hard question for a lot of people who, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of work in, in busy corporate settings or busy, you know, um, careers. And it's a juggle. You know, there are times where I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it where I kind of skew things where maybe I'm working too much and I, I kind of haven't seen a lot of friends in a while. And I kind of, I'm a very, um, energetic, uh, people person. So I get a lot of my energy from people. So if I don't see my friends for a long time, I can start to feel it. Like I might Mm. not know right away, but I start to feel kind of like a little lonely here in New York or, you know, what's going on. I'm, I'm not as, um, energized and revitalized. So I definitely think it's important to have a balance. Um, and, and there's sometimes where, you know, with the pageant, for example, I had to commit to that 110%. Right. I could, I couldn't really like eat dinner out. I couldn't, you know, I told you I wasn't, um, drinking alcohol. So my social life, you know, definitely took a hit. You know, I could meet people for a quick coffee here and there, or (laughs) they could come to my place if they wanted to help me meal prep for two or three hours. (laughs) Um, but it was very limiting. And, you know, luckily I think I have some of the the greatest friends in the world. And, you know, I told them, look, I'm going to have to step back for a bit. And I know you love me and support me. And, you know, you're going to be okay with that because they want me to fulfill my dreams. And I want them to fulfill their dreams. So there are times where you have to kind of give and take in friendships and in your social life, you know, to to make what you want happen. That's awesome to hear. And so you and just to clarify, to do some of your friends also, you know, they would come over and help you. Are are, are those were those like the same friends that were helping you like train as well? So you kind of have that that dual relationship where you know, you were fulfilling what you were wanting to. And at the same time, they were empowered because whatever they were helping you with was what they were called to do or what they enjoy doing as well. Um, A little bit like mm-hmm. some of my, you know, I, again, I have a really close network of, of professional people in my life. So okay. I consider, you know, my trainers, my nutritionists, my makeup artists, they're all friends because mm-hmm. I've been working with them for a long time. And when you spend you know, intimate time like that, working with people, you get to know them really well. Right. Um, so of course that that's there, but also just, just random friends, you know, friends mm. from, from college or friends that I have in New York, some friends in entertainment, some friends not in entertainment, you know, would help me in various ways. So it's definitely a give and take and just about, you know, kind of embracing where you are in your life and hoping that, you know, you have people who love and support you and will be by your side no matter what. Oh, that's interesting. And I also wanted to ask to, 
is I meant to bring it up earlier, but you also mm-hmm. do uh, your slam poet. I am. Yes, and, I am. And as I was saying before, before we hopped on uh, the call, I saw your video on YouTube. I know black and mm. blew me away. And my, my question is, how did you get, you know, into, you know, doing poetry? Was it something that you started when you were a kid or, or was it when you were in college? I started doing poetry. I mean, I always wrote a little bit of poetry growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a pretty artistic kid. I went to a, an art school, like I said. I did, right. I did ballet. Um, but I took it to the next level and, and really got introduced to the world of slam poetry when I was at Dartmouth. So there was a slam poetry team. I had a really great writing teacher my freshman year of college who kind of introduced me to them. And it opened up an entire new world for me. It was an amazing way to have self-expression and to be creative. My college was great because it was a pretty small campus and you could work with other groups. So um, the poetry team that I ended up joining would do shows with the acapella groups or the comedy groups or the dance groups. And it was an amazing place, a really safe, creative space for me. Um, And I kind of just blossomed with that Mm -hmm. in college. And then when I moved to New York, New York had one of the best poetry scenes, you know, in the world. And it was a a continuation of the growth that I had in college was the growth here. And and here it's a completely new playing field. You know, you're with some of the best poets, you know, like I said, in the world. Right. So it was also kind of humbling to say, like, okay, wow, like, look, look at all the great people I can now learn from by being by being in the city. Um, And yeah, the I Know Black poem that that was. It was really a, a labor of love. Um, obviously, there's so much racial tension in our country right now. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with a pretty interesting perspective. You know, my great grandfather, um, you know, I'm, I'm black, but my great great grandfather was white. Um, I grew up in predominantly white neighborhoods. I went to predominantly white schools. So I kind of feel like I've always straddled, you know, the cultures of being black versus being white or whatever that means to people. Right. So it was really important to me with that poem that I, I really told my story and, and I'm, you know, it's kind of a validation saying, you know, even though I live this life and I I talk this way or I do this, you know, I know where my roots are. I know that I'm black, but I also don't want to use that as a crutch. Um, You know, I have my own opinions about, about race and where we stand and what we need to do. And I respect other people's opinions. So the, the whole poem is, is kind of like encompassing all of those, you know, all of those thoughts that I have about where we are and where I am and how I fit into the, the societal issues that we're going through in our country right now. Right. That's why I love this so much and was able to, to resonate with it because when you were talking about growing up predominantly white areas, you know, that's me and all white schools throughout my entire life and having that, that experience of being, you know, here where we live, but then also going back to where other people in my family live and, and just seeing like the different uh, social realities about what's happening in, in each neighborhood and how people formulate their thought processes about their realities. So that was very interesting to hear from from your perspective. And I, I really enjoyed watching that. And I, I will be watching the rest of them too, just because I, I love poetry and, and I write myself. So it's cool to see someone doing that. And um as we are, you know, coming towards the end, I did want to say, you know, thank you for for sharing your story. You you strike me as someone who has allowed her 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 courage and and 
and curiosity to to take you to all these these different avenues that you are involved in uh, involved in as far as your personal and professional life and continuing to to grow and and doing you know entertainment media um so i just want to commend you for for all of the hard work that that you have been putting in to to make your dreams a reality and also by by sharing you know what your message is with me and my audience today thank you so much i really appreciate that and it's always a pleasure to come hang out and talk to everyone and talk to you um if anyone listening wants to know more you can visit my website it's www.annakthomas.com, and all of my social media handles are at annakthomas.com. That's awesome. And then, Anna K., what is, uh, to finish out today's show, your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings? That's a great question. I think that's an evolving one. It's something mm-hmm. that, you know, you kind of tweak and change as you grow up. Um, for me, I would say it's definitely believing in yourself and your conviction, even when the odds seem against you and, and pushing yourself, try new things. A lot of the things I've done that have been some of the most memorable times of my life came from taking risks and taking chances, really betting on myself. So I just say to everyone out there, you know, work hard, play nice and, and make sure your biggest bet in life is on yourself. I love it. So that was Anna K. Thomas. Thank you again for joining us. My name is Blake Giovanni Thomas Sule. And guys, as always, go out there and be fly. Thanks, guys.